All right, what's up, everybody? Episode 87, Stuart Anderson here. This is our episode with Mike Broderick. If you know Mike, he's just a big winning machine. He's ridden with our team a few times, especially at team camp this last year, but you'll see him at every race, mountain bike race, gravel race, road race. Uh, The dude is just an awesome example of Utah cycling and uh, a fireman, uh, EMT, and he's he's one of those guys, uh, I often say this about, there's a certain group of people that when you are with them, you know that everything is going to be okay. Mike's one of those guys. He takes care of his friends, uh, super confident and strong, and uh, just excited to hear from him, his story, and some of his advice out to the team. So grateful for Mike, thankful for Jason Lang, who also co-hosted and the time they spent. Next year, 2024, will be the 40th anniversary of the team. Pretty fun. And we're going to release a special kit, a throwback kit to the early uh, 1984 kits that the team used to wear a long time ago. Uh, They've got a little flavor there of what they used to look like. So we'll be releasing those soon. That's just a specialty kit for next year. Something fun. A little party kit action. So uh, anyway, look for those. That's coming soon. All right. Enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Grateful for all of you. Bye. All right. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Episode 87, which kind of feels ridiculous, if I'm being honest. That's a lot of episodes. Jason, I I believe you're an official. I mean, you listen to every single one. I sure do. I don't don't think I've missed any. How about uh, most popular episode? What do you think? Most memorable. Oh, my gosh. And you can't say your own. I, can't. <laughs> I I don't even know that I could pick one to be honest oh, with you. Okay. Okay. It's been we good. Were, uh Charles was talking this morning about how good Dan Tanell's was. Really good. Great yeah. episode there. Yeah. I really like Dan's too. Uh, this is got- 87. 87, Mike. Yeah. Uh that's handsome Mike Broderick, by the way. Hey Mike, how are you? Hey, not too bad. Did you listen to any episodes before you agreed to do this? So I had no clue until <laughs> well, you contacted me what like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, told me, told me about this whole thing. I had no clue you guys even did this. This is so cool. I actually went back and listened to a couple. I've got many more to listen to. So nice. this nice. is seriously, this is awesome. Hey, well, we got to get Mike so Russell. Fun. We we should get Russell on here. He'd be a good interview. Uh, he would be. You'd would he? To, well, you'd have to. Kind of blur. I don't, I don't know if you uh, beep out some of the swear words and stuff here and there. But... <laughs> so, no, profane, Russell... so profane. So <laughs> profane. No, no, no. Russell's awesome. He would he would be awesome on here. Fun. Cool. All right. If you don't know Mike Broderick, this is your opportunity. We're super grateful to have him on. Uh, Jace, do you, did you happen to think back about the first time you met Mike? Was it at a race where he was riding away from you? Or do you remember where when it was? I'm sure it was at a race when he was riding away from me. That was pretty much every race that I've done with Mike. <laughs> it was it was probably some some race, and I got behind him and saw these gigantic calves and thought, mm-hmm. "Who is this horse? I bet I can beat him up a climb." And then you nope. can't. He just stays away from you no matter what. Um, Mike, we've had a lot of, I mean, just here and there uh, races throughout the years, but my most favorite memory was this year when. We were all down at camp down in St. George and Mike uh, was just like, hey, can I come ride with you guys? And it was so fun to just have you come and be with the team and be down in St. George together and that you were like wanted to be with us. So that was cool. That was fun to well, be together. Well, of course, that was uh, that was such a fun time. And it just by chance I was down there 
and I was reaching out to a couple guys. It's like, hey, you know, let's go for a ride. And then I found out you guys had team camps. Of course, I was going to join that. But yeah. it's so nice to kind of meet up with some of the guys on the team and some old friends and meet some new people. It's your your team is so awesome. It was it was great to it was great to uh, spend some time with you and appreciate you letting me do that. We were going up Kolob, weren't we? Isn't that what we did that day when you rode with us? I did a couple of days. Come on. Oh man, I no. just remember. I just remember looking over, going up Kolob, and I'm like, we we got we, like four more hours up this climb. <laughs> well, luckily uh, we <laughs> ran into the snow. The but, snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was. We got the snow there. You guys had a we took a great picture of the team there. It was That's probably right. pretty pretty nice. So awesome. fun times. It's good. Hey, people. well, I asked uh, Mike's good friend mike russell to write this little introduction to him it's short and sweet and uh i really want to dig into one part here that i did some research and i couldn't find i couldn't find you in the um fireman calendar so we might have to do some search there so okay (laughs) okay so mike writes uh mike broderick he's won multiple state champion uh state cycling championships across multiple disciplines he's consistently a top finisher in road racing cyclocross and mountain bike races he learned how to persevere during his career as an EMT and worked a large part of his career with the United Fire Department. His drive to help others extends beyond his profession as he is known to focus on helping others to achieve their goals. And for those of you who are interested, he's the month of March in the 2023 United Fire Department's hunk of burning love calendar. That can't be true. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Definitely not true. Oh, but if you know, but if if you know Mike Russell, he's he's a character. That's funny. He's he's such a great guy. He's always teasing me about that stuff. So that's. But he definitely does um, use the term loosely, like multiple stage. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, well, um, I got to watch you ride and race a lot this year. Uh, in the midweek mountain bike races, I was up supporting yeah. Kristen and then Adam Barker would always ride against you. So that ended this week, didn't it? It did. So uh, yesterday it was kind of the, it was the last race of the season, kind of a yeah. makeup race up at Snowbird. Didn't end up so great for me, but uh, I ended up with enough points to win the series. So it was nice. awesome. Have you guys, have you guys ridden up at Snowbird? I don't even know where to ride there. I mean, I've only ridden up to the top of Hidden Peak. I just rode that trail all the way to the top. That's Uh, all I've ever done. Uh, Snowbird's pretty, uh, pretty gnarly. It's more of a true mountain bike race, I would say, compared to some of the other events or the, some of the locations the series have been. I mean, like, so I saw you were like Round Valley a couple of times. I mean, those trails are pretty, I don't know, smooth and flowy. Well, Snowbird's pretty much the opposite of that, but <laughs> so coming down the last lap, I, uh, yeah, blew, well, sidewall of my tire blew out. <laughs> and that was it. That was the end. down the road. So I ended up walking down, but yeah, it, they were so much fun. It was fun to see you. It was fun to see Kristen's fun to race with Adam, a bunch of other nice really guys. So did you go are, down? Did you blow the sidewall and crash or? I didn't. I was, it came out onto this double track super rocky of course and just slid on my rim for like 20 30 feet hopefully hopefully uh not too much damage i haven't even looked at it yet so no, <laughs> no harm done. Saved it. you wrote rode the bike hard and put it away wet didn't even 
like at it. Yeah. <laughs> just added to my list of things to do. So <laughs> we've all we've all got those. Nice. But he won the series. Uh so very good. Well, my age group in the age yes. group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stay humble. Yes. Very good. <laughs> um, Mike, maybe you could tell everybody a little bit about um what this introduction missed, who you are, maybe where you ride, and um let's just start there. Can we do that? Sure. Okay, cool. Um so just born and raised here in Utah. Probably tell by my Utah drawl, I guess. But I I grew up in Draper. Um, so back back then, I mean, what'd you guys figure Draper was? It was pretty much just all farmland, right? Farmland, yeah. Back in the day. Nobody yeah, lived so in Draper. Nobody lived in Draper, right? So just a bunch of farms, like all I thought was there's just cowboys that lived out there, right? When I was growing up. But uh it was awesome. Draper's a cool place. Obviously, can't well, can't afford to live there now, but but <laughs> I uh <laughs> but I grew up up in Corner Canyon. I mean, I I grew up uh, just hunting up there. I grew up riding my motorcycle up there. Um, just just out anywhere in, in that area there. So obviously that's all filled in with with homes, you know, Suncrest, all that up there. So, um, anyways, grew up grew up in Draper. Went to went to Alta. Um, which was funny because uh, you guys all know Nate Kazir, right? So yeah, he and I uh, actually went to high school together. We weren't friends or anything, but it's no way. A, yeah, kind of a fun story because we, uh, anyways, we got we were on a ride together. Started talking we're like, no way, no what? You know, we know the same people, so it's kind of cool. That's cool. Anyways, went to Alta, Satellite Community, uh, UVU. Oh, let's see. So. I'm the oldest of four, and so they uh, actually everybody all still lives kind of here in the area. My brother just moved back actually last weekend. I helped him move back from Phoenix, so parents still live still in the same place in Draper. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I grew up. I now live in Lehigh, so not too far away. But it was funny growing up in Draper. Like you never, there was no reason to go past the point of the mountain, right? It was just right. like. There's nothing. This is Lehigh. What is that? It's a bunch of cowboys over there. There's no mm-hmm. even in high even in high school. So um, so yeah. So I live here now and uh, I don't know, we've probably been here for about 20 years or so. Um so yeah, I don't know. Um, nice. That's so funny to hear you talk about the point of the mountain, even living on it. Like, cause I <laughs> felt that way in Murray, like. Oh, either the North point or the South point, like don't ever go past that. What's the, I mean, that's the <laughs> South, South is basically Nevada. North is basically Idaho. Like mm-hmm. why would you ever go past those points? But you've lived right there. Like, and you still wouldn't go around the point of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was up all the time, riding my motorcycle up, uh, you know, like Cogs Holler, you know, like up on top and you could see the other side. We never went down into Alpine or anything. Just there was no reason to, right? So like, oh, nobody's we don't need to cross this line. It's Utah County, like, <laughs> there's nothing down there. No, well, maybe so Provo. But, <laughs> Did you play uh, uh, high school sports, Mike? Were you into like was your family into sports and stuff? Or so I did not play high school sports. I don't know if I'm the most coordinated dude. So um, I, I grew up playing. I grew up playing sports. I mean, most guys did, right? Like yeah. my parents had me into 
rec sports and I don't know all that growing up, but you know, looking back, I don't know. Like, so I played, you know, rec basketball, soccer, football, like most everybody else. But looking back at it, I don't remember my parents coming to a lot of the games. So I think they were just kind of a babysitter for me, you know, <laughs> like we're going to send them off and be gone for an hour or something. But um, so no, got into high school. Didn't, I didn't play too much. Uh, you know, of course I've always liked sports, but my, uh, my wife and I had this conversation the other day. Um, so back in high school, she called me. Uh, so she called me one of, I've never heard this before. She grew up in Provo. Well, she went to high school there. And she called me one of the one of the F dudes. So if you never heard what an F dude is, apparently that's a Provo term for for the guys that uh, I don't know in high school just went out, you know, on the breaks and went had a smoke or something underneath the <laughs> the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> no so, way. Yeah. So I think I had a mullet in high school. Yeah. So I wasn't uh, too much. I mean, we went to the games and stuff, but. Yeah. So what's I'm, the uh, F stand for, for F? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I was I trying to, she wouldn't. I think we just, fun. <laughs> they're not, it's not fun. We found the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would laugh. She heard that. So <laughs> nice. like, Oh yeah. We used to call, we used to call you guys the F dudes. Like, what? what does that even mean? I can't, so, I'm going to use that the rest of your life. Like the, when I got a little older, definitely more interested in sports all my kids played sports in high school and um you know I, I i love i just didn't play much growing up so so yeah i'm a big soccer fan i had a daughter that played well for a long time and anyway she just kind of finished up but um i love soccer it's probably my favorite sport everybody makes fun of me around here for like all my friends soccer what who who follows a game that can end up in a tie or you know what i mean just <laughs> A big EPL fan, so I love the Arsenal Gunners. So, um, what do you do for work now, Mike? What's uh, what's your day look like? Well, for now, um, so right now I I own a construction company, so I've been doing that pretty much since I was young. I kind of took over from my dad and doing that. Um, so yeah, I do that now. I just recently retired from the from the fire department. Hmm, uh, congrats. Actually, it's actually official now. I just received my first pension check like a week ago. Wow. That is yeah. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's uh it's pretty nice only having to work one job. So for and for 25, 30 years, I worked pretty much two full-time jobs and raising wow. a family, everything else. So it's pretty pretty busy, but it's uh it's nice just to concentrate on one thing right now. So I can sleep uh I sleep in my own bed. I don't have to work weekends. What's the one uh, thing you're concentrating on? Bikes. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, I definitely have. Well, I thought I was going to have a lot more time to ride, but you get busy. You know, you guys that own your own business, just you know, it's just so much time consumed in that. But um, yeah, no, it's just nice to uh, be able to. I don't know. It's a lot more relaxing. Got more time to myself now. So, so yeah, or I guess write a little bit more. What was life like um, as a fireman, EMT? I mean, was that crazy stressful, crazy busy, or did you really enjoy it? Man, it is a, it's an awesome job. It's probably mm -hmm. one of the best jobs out there. 
um, you know, there's some days that are stressful and some days that are pretty boring, but uh, 25 years, I mean, that's, that's a little, it's a little time, but there's guys at our department that's, that are working 35 years. They've been doing it that long, wow. you know? So uh, it, uh, it was awesome. I, I saw, I saw a lot of stuff, <laughs> helped a lot of people. So uh, I did work a lot of my career up on the east side there. So that mm. uh, holiday station that you guys know, the old one and the new one. Yeah. Up in Mill Creek, up in Olympus Cove, uh, Cottonwood Heights. I spent probably 20 years just kind of in that area there. So no all those nights, all those nights you heard the sirens was going past your house and you're cussing because you're trying to sleep. Well, <laughs> or it could have been me. I worked the last probably five five or six years in Cottonwood Heights, just that station right there off of Wasatch, huh. you know, between the two canyons there. Yeah. So we we covered the Cottonwood Canyons, like the lower kind of lower house. So we did a lot of we did a lot of rescues up there, you know, hikers, some bikers, and you know, a lot of those people that had no uh I had no uh, reason to be up there or had no business being up there. So anyways, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Learned a lot. Um, had a lot of, got a lot of good friendships out of it. So nice. Good times. Jace, any uh, questions for Mike? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say probably my biggest question is knowing you and kind of knowing your background and just knowing like firemen and EMTs and construction workers and stuff like that. They don't ride road bikes. Like how in the world, <laughs> how in the world did you get into this world of cycling and endurance sports? You, you're a big dude. You're strong. You have gigantic calves, you strong <laughs> arms and shoulders, and you get on this little road bike and put on the spandex suit. What's going on? Well, I guess it would be weird. Most, uh, I guess blue collar workers are probably not, they're probably <laughs> tired by the end of the day. Last thing they want to do is go get on a bike. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's many reasons, many reasons why I started riding a bike, but um, it wasn't uh, it's kind of the same reasons why you guys started. Why, why, why most people start deeper than a therapist. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, I don't know. Like you always, you always want to stay in shape. I mean, that's, that's one thing that, uh, that we all want to do. It's a healthy habit that we have, you know, I work in the fire department. Most of the people we went on, unfortunately were people that didn't take care of themselves. And so you saw a lot of, you know, diabetes, hmm. I don't know, just all these health problems and, you know, actually a lot of depression too. So definitely, uh, definitely don't want any of that. So, um, uh, of course, that's a good reason. Like you said, Jason, it's a good stress reliever. You can just focus on cycling rather than, I don't know, work or other things going on and just focus on whatever your goal is that day. Um, but we all know that uh, with cycling comes uh, a lot of friendships. You know, you ride, you ride, you ride bikes with your friends. Um, it's... Uh, it's kind of neat to, to be like an adult, you know, and then you, you're just making friends all the time. Like you'll meet someone on a group ride and 
next thing you know, you see them the next time. So you get to know them a little bit. And before you know it, you're seeing them all the time and mm-hmm. learning about their kids, learning about what they do. But the, the neat thing about it is we have, and it's the same with you guys, we have so many friends that have so many different careers, different habits. Um, and so it's just, it's just so, it's like I said, what I enjoy about it is meeting up with say, I don't know, Mike Russell or another, or, or a friend, Jeremy, or whoever you guys, and, and uh, seeing what experience they had that week or, you know, what, what their kids are doing, or if this one got married or, or what patients they had that day or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's pretty neat. So, so that obviously my wife rides, she's a cyclist, uh, nice. mostly just rode, but we all know how helpful that is when, when we want to go out for long rides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she understands the time commitment with that. I've always been a morning person. I've always woke up early. Um, always back in the day, just, you know, woke up early, went to the gym, did this or that. And then it just eventually went into cycling. And so now it's just kind of a hobby, something I do every morning. So, you know, mornings always work best. It's for me, but it's different for everybody, right? Just yeah. whatever, whatever you can fit in. So can you trace back to how it started, where you started? So when I was working in the fire department, I was probably 10 years in and we had a kind of a, uh, a relaxing weekend. I was up in uh, Mill Creek working there and <laughs> it was like a weekend shift, which usually aren't too busy. So, and we don't have a lot of stuff to do. So <laughs> we, uh, when you're at the fire station, everybody has, they just do different things and you, you have some really good cooks there. So I had a, had a buddy, he made, uh, he made us, well, let's just say we weren't eating the, the most healthiest there at that time of my life. Okay. So I remember vividly, we ate a bunch of ice cream during the day. And then at dinner time, he's like, all right, I'm going to make you guys this new burger. I, I call it the Juicy Lucy. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, this can be awesome. So it's like a pound of hamburger. A pound. And it, a pound on top, a pound on the bottom, and there's like three cheeses in the middle. No. <laughs> yeah, and he just crushed it, right? So I ate this thing, went to bed, and woke up in the middle of the night, and I did not feel good. I, I thought I was bad. <laughs> I did not feel good at all. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went down, went down to our ambulance and got out the cardiac monitor, patched myself up, and I'm like, man, I'm having a heart attack. This is crazy. So... <laughs> I do not ever you since were that really day, having I, a heart attack. No, no. Oh. I felt <laughs> I felt like it. You, if you ate like if you ate that much grease, like you, yeah. That so indigestion right. feels like the heart attack, right? <laughs> yes, but so everything looked fine, but I swore to myself I never wanted to feel that way again. So at that moment, I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta change some stuff here, I gotta change some habits. So anyways. From there, I was like, all right, it's time to go to the gym. So I started going to the gym and lifting weights. Eventually that went to uh eventually I went to CrossFit, which I know you guys have done in the mm-hmm. past. So we had a on a building in Lehigh, we had a we have a tenant there that uh had a CrossFit gym. So I'm like, yeah, go give this a go. So you know how all the you know how all that goes. It's uh it was a lot of fun. I actually did that for for a good five years probably just every morning, just super early, you know, five o'clock, five fifteen in the morning, just, mm-hmm. just there doing your thing. And, um, 
So I made a lot of friends that way. A lot of friends I still talk to daily from, from the gym. Did that, but uh, decided you to have a little more, you know, I guess endurance. Because when you're just picking stuff up and putting it down, I mean, you're only doing that for like 15 minutes, right? Right. <laughs> so we started getting into... Uh, we started getting into those Spartan races. Have you ever? Mm, I've never done. Do you remember one. those things? Yeah, never done so, one. Seen never them. done one. So this was, I mean, like what ten years ago or something. Where they were, they were pretty big there for a while. So we were, we were doing those. We were starting to travel a little bit, um, going out and and just doing these Spartan races. So you, you kind of run, you know, you run a bunch, then you do these obstacles, and it, uh, it was a lot of fun, but. I found out that uh, I really don't like running that much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, uh, so I kind of got in cycling that way just to something to stay in shape. That was definitely low impact, right? You're not running. I don't know. You guys are probably runners, but no, I, I, I tried it for a while and I just can't, I just, I can get up to, I can start training for about a month or so, and then everything just starts hurting. I just, <laughs> just not the smallest guy, but I don't know. You guys have probably done it, or uh-huh. you just wake up in the morning and like, what just happened? Like, why does my hip, you know? Uh-huh. All, yeah, that's the next day after I run. Uh-huh. After <laughs> a month. That's like during the run. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too, but uh-huh. but anyways, um, yeah, so. Kind of got into cycling that way. Um, neighbors started riding a little bit. So I kind of started joining them and met up with a kind of a coworker and uh, started learning about road cycling and started, uh, got a little interested, but <laughs> I always made fun of the, the road cyclists. Like I always mountain bike growing up. I think we all kind of did. Like Corner Canyon rode a little bit back in the day, but but I never had any desire to ride on the road. And I always made fun of these guys that... Mm-hmm. Riding their bikes and wearing these costumes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but got into that and um, started uh, started liking it. I think I think the first time I really uh, knew that that this is what I wanted to do and, and pursue and and uh, get into was when remember back in the day when they had it wasn't that long ago, but they had the tour of Utah, but they had the ultimate challenge. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So I, I was riding for, I don't know, probably a summer or a season or whatever you call it. And uh, the ultimate challenge comes around. And so we do this. Did you guys ever do that? Yeah, I did. I did three or four of those. I yeah, wasn't so, cycling. I, that's like right when I started when they ended it. Oh, yeah. Um, but do you remember the ones? I can't remember how many there were, but there was a few that ended up up at a uh, little, uh, up, they ended up at Snowbird. Yeah. Right. So. So you start, I don't know, start, you'll start clear down in like Morgan, Morgan County down there and go up Empire and then you come down and then you go up little. Well, that was like, that was huge. That took everything I had to get up to at least little Cottonwood. And so I'm climbing it with some friends. And like I said, this is like the first year I'm cycling. That's a pretty big ride. And if you remember, the day they did that was the same time they were doing one of the stages that finished up there, right? So That's you right. rode before you rode before the pros went up, but there was at the time there was 
a lot of people, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, it's not definitely not Europe or anything, but there's a lot of people on the side of the road cheering you on, you know, waiting for the real race to start. So we're, we're going up and uh, um, we get up to like Tanner Splatter and there's a whole bunch of people there and they're like cheering you on. Half the people didn't even know. They thought you were just the racers, right? Nice. <laughs> so, so I look over, this dude has this uh, stick with a piece of bacon on it. Just hanging no. there and i'm like what is this so i grab this bacon and eat it because i'm dying at this point right go up a little farther there's a, there's a donut hanging on a string oh, I'm like yes. yes so i grab this donut and all these people are cheering they're pushing you and anyways uh after that so we finished and it was at that time probably the hardest thing i've ever done hmm. physically for sure and i thought this is the coolest feeling in the world these guys are awesome they're cheering us on i did this hard thing and um so i think after that it was i i started getting a little more serious about it and definitely enjoy it and that's kind of where i started there so that's what i would say yeah i did a bunch of those um man i even did that one that started remember when it, it, there was that one that started down in rio grande it started like downtown we wrapped around the city up immigration up big mountain down into hennifer and then up empire then down big then up little i mean it was and i came off a week of um i'd been at steiner with the boy scouts that week and then i just arrived at home and did the ultimate challenge not my greatest day <laughs> not the best <laughs> also the hardest thing you've ever done oh man it was brutal <laughs> well maybe mike um talk about uh let's just do a few quick questions um favorite local ride where do you love to go for sure probably af canyon for me i live like 15 minutes from the mouth there yeah um just like you guys live up by the canyons up there i, I live right here by af and so it's uh 15 minutes to the mouth and an hour up to the top and man i mean there's years that we would do that three times a week you know it's, it's, it depends on the year but definitely once a week for me up there but from and you guys have been up there so basically from the y from where where tibble fork turns off um to the top and then down the back side down to aspen grove area sundance just that top that top half um you like so that better than cascade like descending into cascade cascade is pretty dang awesome the road <laughs> is great but the scenery is not as good so um but i do yeah, I, I do love Cascade too. Um, that descent um, down Cascade is so smooth and, and fun. So, but the problem with Cascade is you start going down, you're like, oh man, I got to come back up this I'm thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then they built that. Then they built that road from Cascade Springs up over to uh, to Midway, which mm -hmm. makes it you know it's pretty steep right there, but which makes it great for any kind of a loop that you do. You guys know you've done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. So that's, that was so nice when they did that instead of having to ride around all the way down Provo Canyon and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's probably my. Your go-to. Uh, it's probably my go-to. Corner Canyon, definitely on the mountain bike. It's easy to get to. Trails are pretty awesome up there. You guys have been there too. So yeah, for sure. Um, favorite race, most memorable races, maybe some, memorable experiences you've had out uh i mean you've done a ton of racing so is there anything that 
draws you to that? There's a lot of cyclists that are just like, ah, I can't be bothered with with the race aspect. What what draws you to that experience? Well, we all want to push ourselves, right? I don't know. It just seems like you you work so hard during the year. This is how I look at it. Everybody kind of looks at it a little differently, but you work so hard, you train so much, and then this is kind of where you can, this is kind of the test. This is where you can kind of show what you've done and and that. And I'm always uh, I'm always trying to 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 get better at things. I always trying to push myself. So definitely racing uh, does that. Definitely, I like to be competitive, you know. Um, but it's also fun to spend time with you guys in the races, you know, um, cause you kind of have, you have your friends that you ride with and there's the guys you always race with. So you're kind of friends with them too. It just depends. Just depends on the year. I don't know how you guys pick your stuff, but, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of try to pick a couple big events during the year and, and work on those and then just try to fit in all the little stuff that kind of fits in place with with your schedule with family stuff and some years you don't have any time to do to do any races some years you've got uh you can do as much as you want so um so yeah i mean as far as memorable ones i think i want to say the very first race that uh that i did was definitely very memorable <laughs> um this was around the same time as that ultimate challenge i wouldn't consider that a race that was just a pretty big event but the first official race I did was the tour of park city. You guys remember mm. that one? Oh yeah. Well, you just won it, right? Oh, uh, no, no, no. I well, guess Mirror Lake. Mirror Lake. I think I raced with Jason. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it this year. Last year I raced with Jason, I think. Yep. Me, you and Ben broke oh, yes. to the line together. That's right. Oh man. It's always a day of suffering, but, <laughs> um, so I definitely, had no business doing <laughs> the poor park city that first year. So I had like a year of maybe riding a little bit. And then my buddy's like, Oh, you got to come up and do this. You know, we go mirror like highway. It's awesome. I had no clue how hard 150 miles was. That was, <laughs> so that brutal. was, uh, yeah, I did. All right. But I remember coming up Browns at that time. It finished in Browns Canyon. I remember that. I remember coming up Browns and just, like dying so after that i sat down i was like what what am i doing this is (laughs) we've all had those moments right Mm -hmm. but then i thought well this means i gotta gotta work harder it's gonna take a while but we'll get there everybody always has race experiences um loaded joe for example any of those super hard long ones those long days those are all great experiences um you know some that you've you can share with friends. I, I remember a couple of years ago, was it last? I can't remember a couple of years ago. I remember finishing Lodija and sitting down after and just smoked, you know, just toast like everybody. I sat down next to next to Pooch, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he's like, here, man, here's a beer. And so we just sat and just shared this beer together. And it was nice. It was so it was so memorable. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, just like, oh dude. We're just like we just did this, you know. Man, I'm glad it's over. But <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of memories, um, a lot of suffering for sure. I think the the worst race was uh, that True Grit uh, gravel race in, in 2021 in the snow. Did you guys snow. do that one in the snow? I did you guys do that one? No, no. I'm smarter than that. No, Taylor Cannon did it and sent his pictures. 
Oh my gosh. So I think that's the coolest I've ever been in my life. Oh. So definitely I was not too smart, but uh, <laughs> first time I've ever descended on a dirt road and not being able to move anything. I, I couldn't even apply brakes. I couldn't even move my head. Like it was, oh my it was absolutely miserable. I remember riding past people that looked like they were just frozen popsicles just sitting there on the side of the road. Like it was. Wait, did you finish it though? No, heck no. Okay. There are some people that did finish, and oh man, I hats off to them. That's uh, that that was a crazy day. So yeah, I got Scott, I got the first. Scotty Miles first. finished that year. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think Andy Compass finished. Did he? Well, oh. Andy's oh. a tough dude. So, but yeah, that's the coolest I think I've ever been in my life, and yeah, the first. Uh, Probably two minutes, you were just soaked. And at that point, you're like, there's no way you're getting warm unless you change clothes. But anyways, so yeah, just a couple experiences, I guess. <laughs> nice. Jace, any questions for Mike? No, I mean, I just, as he's talking about memories, I, I start thinking about races that I've been in with Mike, like Mirror Lake. And you mentioned Lodajet two years ago. I was in that one with him. You were, I, were you in the 45 though, Mike? two years ago i think we like were together till the end and then we attacked on that last straightaway road before the bike path and the group split um but i rode with you a lot that that day and um just kind of other stuff wasatch all road or Mm -hmm. whatever it is just lots of like really hard long gnarly events (laughs) and i haven't spent that many like days you know, outside of some races with Mike. And then maybe I, I think I rode with him in zone five, um, a year ago, up the backside of Suncrest. And, but I, I just like, I feel really close to Mike just because I've spent such miserable <laughs> hours of suffering with him on the bike <laughs> that you have like this bond together. And whenever I For see sure. him, I'm just so excited to see him. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that's so great about cycling that Mike mentioned before is the the friends that you meet on the bike and you become close so quickly because you, you share like this suffering together. And for whatever reason, when you're on the bike, you can really talk that you don't, you don't do the small talk a lot. You get right into really talking about real life and kids and family and work. And, and you just really connect with people faster. I think you share a common ground and then you can just instantly get past the small stuff, which is great. Yeah. I remember I don't know. I guess we've been like Stu. I know man, we've been to some load of jazz in the same mm-hmm. groups before. Just sometimes years are different where it's either bad luck or I don't know. There's a few of them that I'd see and then he didn't. And then probably missed me on some. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think you've had a couple years that not so lucky. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've heard a few stories. I've had some, <laughs> I've had some unluck, unlucky times too, but anyway, it's always the big, I found this picture, you guys, Taylor and Doug. I think this is 20, <laughs> maybe 19. I don't know. Shane, there's Nate. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That, Taylor, was a great, that was a great group you guys had. Uh, back, it's the American First kit back then, I yep. guess. <laughs> uh, that's a great, that was a great team, too. Fun. Yeah, it seems like whenever I see you guys, it's always on these, the big, the big events, so. 
Mike, uh, I mean, you've had a lot of experience and uh, especially through your work, which I, I really admire um, your perspective from that area. Uh, you know, looking back or even now, do you have kind of a life's philosophy that guides you, um, whether it's how you treat others or how you approach cycling that makes sure that you don't get out of balance? I mean, what kind of keeps you, um, what, what's, what's your guiding, how, how do you make sure you're not doing anything too stupid or, or <laughs> balancing, balancing your family and your work and, and how this all works? Is there anything, any philosophies you live by? Well, if you can find someone that can balance everything in life, I'd like to meet him <laughs> or her. Um, that's uh, it's pretty hard, pretty hard to do. Yeah, you know, I I think different times in your life, it's you balance things differently. Um, you know, if you're raising a family, you got young kids, and yeah, it's hard to hard to get out and ride. Um, I'm at a point in my life now where my kids are mostly grown and. Uh, a little bit older, so don't have to run them to soccer practice or anything. They just kind of do their own things and work and school. So I have a little more, a little more time to, to myself, which it's, uh, which I haven't had for a long time, but um, balance, but you gotta, you gotta keep it all. You gotta, you, you gotta figure that out. You gotta make sure that cycling is, uh, is enjoyable in some way. So you gotta, you gotta figure that out. We all know it's enjoyable, but Sometimes you get to a point where you kind of start maybe uh, have a little bit of burnout or it's just not um, like if you've got a, I don't know, a program that you're following, you still want to go out and do your intervals or whatever it is, but you've got to, got to find ways to keep it enjoyable. Um, so I think the thing that's worked for me a lot is I, I kind of change it up a little bit. So, so during the week, I'll, I'll do a couple of road rides and then I'll do a mountain bike ride or I'll, I'll get on a gravel bike and, and do a ride. Cause I found there's a couple of years there, maybe last year that uh, I was just doing a ton of road stuff. And I don't know, it's just hard to, to keep motivated, hard to keep it enjoyable. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to switch it up and start doing a little mountain biking. And um, so that's, that's been, that's been nice um, to be able to kind of change it up find ways so you're not, uh, so yeah, so you're not, uh, you're not burning out, you know, um, do something once in a while, do like a crazy, I don't know, oh kind of a crazy adventure ride or something, Yeah, something, something where you're not, uh, you know, you're, you don't have any structure, just going out to have fun. Um, those are some of the days that I remember is, is, uh, just going out doing some long, gravel ride someplace I haven't been just up, you know, with some friends or even by yourself and out in the middle of nowhere and just change it up. And it's, uh, I think that helps out quite a bit. You, you gotta be consistent, of course. Hmm. Um, so it, every morning I do something right. So consistent that way, you gotta have a, you gotta have a plan. You gotta, you know, you gotta stick to it. It takes, I don't know. What's that, uh, it's kind of a rule of thumb. I think I've heard it was like takes what is it like ten thousand hours to be a professional at something, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to get better, I mean, it's going to take time. What's the <laughs> back in the back in the CrossFit days? Um, I used to listen to a lot of. Uh, well, I still listen to. He's he's great. But what's his name? Jocko. You know Jocko Willink. Oh yeah, Jocko. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jocko. So he's uh, he's like a retired Navy SEAL guy, pretty hardcore dude. Um, 
but I used to listen, I still listen to him occasionally, not as much as I used to, but, but he's, you know, he always gives great advice on leadership and exercise and I don't know, lessons learned from, from his SEAL days. Um, um, so he wrote this book called, what's it called like Extreme Ownership. Um, and it's just got, uh, well, basically a bunch of leadership advice in it. But a couple of things I remember is the, uh, if you want to be successful or people who are successful decide that they're going to be successful, hmm. right? So if you're, uh, if you're going into a race or if you're going to go on a ride, um, you need to decide how you're going to handle that. Like you're, not very confident if you're going to a race then maybe that's how you're going to perform yeah and it always seems to work out that if i think that i'm not going to have a good ride or i don't know if i stop feeling it then that's usually typically how it ends up right if i go in with the with with the mindset that hey i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna give everything i got on this race then then uh then i'm gonna do it so you gotta mentally prepare you gotta train your mind you gotta gotta be ready for that um but he's i don't know i mean he says what is this thing it's like discipline equals freedom so basically you can achieve your goals if you work hard um and you've got some self-control so so being consistent i mean this is all i'll get you through there getting up early every morning i think he he was big on getting up early and and uh not sleeping in he's like um What's this thing? He's like, set your alarm clock and get out of bed. Don't push snooze and all that time you're wasting. You could be doing this or that. Always, I know Jason's big on this, but always be prepared. Whether you're going to a race, um, whether you're going into a meeting, something with work, something with cycling. I've tried to, um, you know, as a fireman, that was my job. Was I was getting paid to be ready be prepared for hmm. anything that could happen right so who, who knows what kind of call you were going to get but you needed to be prepared for it. that's that was your job so definitely you got to be prepared going into um you know going into races um but that uh translates over into life i think you kind of have to put everything into perspective to uh meaning I don't take things too seriously. Um, overall, we're just, uh, you know, 40 year old dudes that are just trying to stay in shape. You know, we're not like That's what Jason pro, says. Pro, <laughs> pro cyclists. So, yes, we want to improve. We want to get better. Um, you uh, you can't you can't compare yourself to to other people too. like uh, let your accomplishments be yours. You know, you can't get a PR or something and then. And then say, well, this guy did it that much faster or whatever. Just enjoy the things that you accomplish yourselves. You can't. Did you listen to my podcast right before this, Mike? <laughs> That's it's part like of it. The, it's like we're the same person. <laughs> That's funny. Comparison well, you find the that... thief of joy, right? Hmm. The compare, what did you say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Just enjoy, just enjoy what you can accomplish yourselves. Hmm. You know, don't 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 compare. It kind of takes it away, like what you're saying. So Nice. Jace, any follow-up? I mean, <clears throat> I think obviously a lot of things that you say ring really true to me. I, we, we kind of follow a similar background, not as far as jobs, but like 
I did CrossFit, you know, six days a week for five years before I started cycling. I just, you know, was a little bit later than you, I guess, on the on the timeline. And I think we kind of as you start cycling versus kind of how you progress in cycling, kind of your mindset changes pretty significantly on you start out with Strava and it's all this new stuff where you can compare yourself to everybody on every segment and it gets overwhelming and you post your rides and you're seeing everybody else's rides and it's so easy to compare and you quickly realize how much that diminishes your own accomplishments and it it doesn't do anybody any good to compare yourself constantly on things like Strava because you know on segments and stuff it's what was the wind doing that day and who are you riding with and what was the temperature like it just doesn't even matter it's just it's so much more fun to just compare yourself to yourself um mike when it comes down to uh these are just some quick rapid fire questions sean montmany came up with these these are pretty good so if if it came down to you giving young 16 year old mike some advice what would you tell him giving me yeah 16 year old advice young Mm -hmm. mike (laughs) at <laughs> uh, your mullet 16 <laughs> yes my i think i did have a mullet when i was <laughs> when i was 16 uh young me I, i'm trying to think i think i'm gonna kind of so my girls are a little bit older than 16 but i try to give them a little bit of advice this is what i give myself too is a couple things one of them would be to spend uh, my wife's over here listening, but spend as much time as you can with your family. When you're 16, you're probably not, your parents probably aren't the coolest people, but you kind of look back and say, I, I missed a lot of time with, you know, with these kids. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done that. And so I think that's, I think that's important. So spend time with the family. Um, if, what I would, what I tell my girls to, um, what I would tell myself is you become, you basically become the person or you become who you, who you hang out with. Right. So if you've got friends that are making the best decisions, then you're probably going to not make the best decisions. So you need to surround your, your, yourself with people that can, um, people who can inspire you, people who can make you a better person because all these, all these friends are going to influence you. Um, so it's one thing to do. Um, I would have told myself and I tell my girls this, that you need to, uh, you need to push yourself in different, you need to push yourself in different things. Um, whether it's in school, whether it's in sports, whether it's, um, whatever's important to you and you need to learn to, you need to learn to fail because you're going to, you're going to fail at some of these, um, some of these goals you're going to have, you're going to fail at some of these things, but then you also need to learn to get up, to learn from your mistakes and try harder the next time and improve. So, but you don't, you don't want to be reckless with, uh, with your decisions, kind of things that you, that you want to do, but you need to, but you don't want to be afraid either because, uh, you know, you don't want to be afraid. You want to take chances. Um, but sometimes if you're kind of scared of getting out of your comfort zone and um, just, uh, 
if you're a little scared, then I think that can limit you a little bit. Hmm. So, so you need to go out and do that. Um, back then, when we were 16, we didn't have social media, right? Right. I don't know. I think I always get on my girls about, I don't know, social media, Instagram, and all that. So I would say not spend as much time on that and focus on other things. Mm-hmm. So they, I always tease them about it, but <laughs> so do so, I. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a few things. I, uh, I always tell them that it's good to do, it's good to do hard things. It's good to do hard things. So I think you uh, develop character out of out of that so realize things that that you can do what your potential is nice jace any others i I love that the getting comfortable with failure to grow thing that that rings true to me what aaron jordan once said on one of our zwift rides i think he said sometimes you got to be willing to lose to win Mm -hmm. um and i think that it's sometimes that's the right mindset that you got to be willing to put yourself on the line and maybe lose and show up to something in order to know what you can accomplish as well. You got to, you got to be willing to fail. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. Um, I I think that's super important. I, I think kids these days really are starting to lack that. And maybe, you know, a lot of our generation too, cause I joke with people all the time. I think that's why baseball as a sport is destined to fail is because kids these days are not good at failure and baseball is mostly failing. I mean, the, <laughs> the best people in the world are rarely succeeding when they're, you know, up to bat or whatever. You're constantly failing in that sport and you have to get comfortable with it. Um, and, and kids these days just, aren't i i think that it's too bad nice my great advice uh really fun to hear your perspective um i've got i just have one more there's a few more on our little outline here but i really want to hear um it's your birthday cost is no option what are you doing today what are you going to do what's the perfect day look like yeah what's the perfect day no option well, it's got to start with donuts. That's for sure. <laughs> There's got to be some burgers. From where? Donuts from where? Oh, well, the go-to here is Lehigh Bakery. Okay. I got some pretty good ones. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Everybody's got their... There's, where's your place? Where do you go? Everybody's got uh, a good... good I think donut. Utah Utah lacks a bit in, in good donuts. Banberry's good. I like Donut Star down in Draper too. So I didn't know if you were going to say Donut Star for the cronuts. Ah, uh, how did you know? Cronuts is like my new favorite thing. <laughs> they're they're so good. Like a warm cronut. Oh, That's so good. fun. Mike, there's there's one thing you'll <clears throat> you'll know about me as you get to know me more is if it's a dessert, I know about it. That's <laughs> the truth, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, do you know? So. My favorite for a long time was a Corona, right? They're yeah. just so awesome. How can they be beat? But I found something that I enjoy more. It's called a Queen Amon. Have you ever heard of a Queen Amon? No. Sounds like a oh, made man. No, it's not. Look it up. And you've got to experience one to know. Anyways, it's uh, definitely a, a good pastry. It's like a Corona, but just a little bit. It's it's better. Give it a go. So Where do you get it? Know. There's different places around um avenue bakeries by me so 
like see how I know all these I know all these bakeries around my house. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to spell Queen Amma, but I'll figure it out. Queen Queen Amman. Queen Amman. Anyways, try it out. You'll uh, it's uh, it's a life changer. So donuts, burgers, it's probably got to be some beer. I don't know. Um, I would say. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a pretty luxurious guy. I think if I just were to go on a a nice uh, hike or something, maybe a good ski day with my family, good hike with the family, um, enjoy a good dinner. I think I would be. That's a good day for me. Nice. So we don't have to be anything luxurious, anything like that. Something with the family we can all do. Um, that would be. That'd be awesome. Very good. Jace, any uh, concluding thoughts? Any final questions? Um, no, I, I think it's been great. It's been a really good podcast to kind of get to know your your background a little bit more. I, I thought a lot about what you said at the very start um, as you were kind of talking about your your job and how you've seen some stuff. You've seen a lot of physical health issues that has motivated you, but also mental health issues. And I, yeah, it's interesting that sometimes you forget that you respond to so many of these mental health issues and suicides and attempts and, and some, you know, you've seen some stuff, you've seen some bad things and how important it is to, you know, have physical health, but also something that cycling brings that you've talked a lot about is the group of people that you get to spend time with and, that you share so much in common with um, is really important. The the group of guys that you spend time with is it, it really kind of lifts you menti- mentally and also physically. And I think that's important to remember. And it was good to hear that that is kind of something that motivated you to get out and do the endurance sports. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I asked Mike to be on the podcast, <laughs> his first question was, why? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope you've seen why. Um, just down to earth, good dude who will, um, you know, with Mike, your philosophy and and way you approach everything, I think is a great example to so many. So um, I think you're just awesome. Fun to share your story and who you are with everybody. They should know you better. So thanks, man. Grateful you'd be on. Well, thanks for having me. This is, this is fun. Cool. All right, Jace. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys. 